Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. As always on Thursdays, talking about the most breaking news and the most interesting developments in politics. My good friend, Dwayne, generally Samo Patterson of the Hugh Hewitt Show. You just saw him there. Uh, at Radio Blogger on Twitter, Master of the Universe, H-U-G-H-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com. The troll-free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners, where I was last night as a member and as a uh, co-host of your after show, Dwayne. Uh, it's uh, good to be back. Thanks for inviting me. Uh, and, and when the boss uh, beckons, you, you always show up. <laughs> I'm not your boss. <laughs> I'm not your boss. By the way, fetch me some coffee, will you? I'm a little, I'm a little, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, yes, sir. How do you like it? Black cream sugars? I, actually, I just like it when you have, uh, some VIP content in the queue. You've got a lot of it in the queue. Some of it we're going to put up next week. Um, some think pieces on the uh, election, but today we've got uh, your your view of uh, California's uh, green uh, insanity, and that's a the, great the, the post. Green, the, the, the green insanity and, uh, and 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 the EV, you know, the the EV fallacy as part of the green insanity, and and why and you know there there have been some editors that have been out there that have started to write um, why. Other states have to, you know, they bound themselves into following California's lead on banning yep. gas-powered cars in 2035, and that's fine. You know, a lot of people could look at that and and contextual, you know, they, they can say, well, you know, Virginia shouldn't be doing that, and and other states shouldn't be doing that, but people don't really know what states are really involved here, and and how many people are represented by legislatures that have ceded that control to California. So I kind of dive into the actual numbers of what that really means when California is driving this green agenda. Everybody around the country likes to laugh at us and mock California and say, yeah, it serves you right. I'm I'm in a different state. It doesn't apply to me. Oh, you, you think it doesn't apply to you. Number one, you could be in one of 17 states and literally a third of the population of the country that California gets to dictate for you because your legislature uh, abdicated their 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 role as, as a legislature. And then on top of that, Detroit. You think Detroit doesn't modify their business model and their and their future plans based upon what a third of the population is is throwing out as edicts, you bet your you bet your sweet bippy. Oh, and, and, and that's the intent. That's the intent of, so, of California doing this. They're trying to use their 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 market um, weight, if you will, to change um, to change the marketplace. So, so my piece, uh, my piece that apparently is going to come out today, my piece is trying to take uh, what the news was of this last week, and in response to California's uh, banning of gas-powered engines in 2035, and just to try to expand it a little bit into and to put some real numbers and put some get your arms around what this really does mean. Right. Yes. And so that's in that's in Dwayne's VIP post. Got to be a VIP member to get to Dwayne, Dwayne's post. As you should. As you should. And by the way, there's I will have later today, maybe even before this uh, goes live, I will have later today a a major new development for VIP on hot Ooh. air yeah yeah we were Wait, actually gonna mean, try to announce this yesterday um but it didn't work out so is, we're gonna it, announce it is it one is it one major announcement a week like you know me is isn't is one a week plenty 
You know, I actually oh. thought about that, <laughs> but this one's too good to pass up. It's too good to pass okay. up. We got to get it in this week. So a just bigger name, a bigger, a bigger name than me on the other line. A bigger now. name than Dwayne Patterson. If it can be imagined, a bigger name than Dwayne Patterson. So yes. Uh, there you go. Okay. Well, um, there you go. But moving on to the breaking news this morning, there's a couple of interesting news items, but the breaking news this morning is actually not here in the United States. It's coming out of Scotland, where apparently uh, Queen Elizabeth II is, um, according to reports, under medical supervision and resting comfortably, and they're calling dot, the family dot, dot, together. In, yeah. Dot, 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 in peace. Yeah, you know, I, I you got to think that that's what's happening because they're calling the family out to Balmoral. You know, the, the all BBC, four, all four, all four of the kids are there now already, and uh, of course the grandkids are there now. Uh, Harry and Meghan are on their way to Balmoral, which tells you something, I think, about what's going on here. BBC has suspended all of its regular programming, uh, so they're only carrying this live. I think that tells you something as well. So, um, you know, we are in the wild ass speculation business, right? I mean, yeah. and, 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 and when things are breaking and uh, initial reports are almost always wrong on any thing, but yep. um, let's, let's look at the, let's look at what we know and, and the facts that present themselves and take the two plus two that we're given and let's do the simple math. Uh, Elizabeth is 95. She is 96. She turned 96 in April. 96. Okay, so at 96, you are in the actuarial tables. Uh, You're you're not guaranteed to wake up tomorrow, right, at 96. Yeah. And you don't have to do an autopsy at 96 if you die to find out what happened to you. On the coroner's report, they put down you were 96 as the cause of death, right? I mean – Natural causes, old Natural age. causes. And bear in um, mind, though, too, that this is a woman who's been remarkably healthy <laughs> almost her entire life. I mean, and, 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 and there were there were shots of her yesterday at Balmoral, um, basically given the blessing or two, maybe two days ago, giving the blessing ago. to to uh, Liz Trust. And, Although and it was remarked, it was remarked that this was, I think, the first time that it had taken place at Balmoral. Usually the queen comes down to London for that. To Buckingham. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah, she could, yeah, she had trouble traveling. Um, so here's, here's the thing. Here's how remarkably long she has been on the throne. And then we'll talk about what the, what the news actually means. Yeah. Her first PM that she granted permission to form the government was Winston Churchill. Do you know when Winston Churchill was born? Uh, I'm going to guess it was in 1881, 1882, something 1874. like 1874. 1874. Okay. So basically, you know, the U.S. We're we're nine years into reconstruction after the Civil War, and and her first PM that she that she grants permission to form a government is is born. Do you know when Liz Truss was born? Oh, um, in the 1970s, right? 1975 the pm she has she has granted i was 12 she has granted 15 pms permission to form a government spanning a lifetime of 101 years ed morrissey yes that's i mean that's that's just astounding it is astounding Uh, 
But let's but let's look at the situation. She's ninety. She's ninety six years old. She's been in frail health as of late. Um, she had the Rona. Uh, I don't know. Uh, like two ago? three months ago. Oh, no, 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 it was recently. It was recently. That's right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. She, she had the Rona kind of recently, and I'm sure that sapped something out of her, right? You know, it almost yeah, I has mean, to. I mean, most healthy people can shake it off, and she did actually seem to shake it off. Um, but but yes, 96, 96, yeah. You know, you're, you're going to have some of that, too. But when the media comes out and says all the kids have been summoned to Balmoral immediately, and within an hour, all four kids are there, and the grand and, and the grandkids, including and Harry, the grandkids, including Harry from the U.S. Yes, and there's already attendance and spokespeople that are in black ties already. Yeah, um, it's it, it, and doctors and doctors are are saying that she's under uh, she's under a you know, medical supervision, uh, medical supervision, and resting, resting comfortably. Comfortably, dot 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 dot, dot, dot yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I it, mean, it's not it's not hard to see what's happening here. And, and not that look, we're not that we're wishing this, right? Not that we're not, wishing this. Oh, it would be I, nice I, if she I, recovered. I mean, and yeah, I I wish she could go until she's 110. I wish she would outlive Chuck personally. Um, Say look, what you will, they got some good genes in that family. <laughs> the role the role of the monarch. In, in Great Britain is obviously more of a, a ceremonial one, always has been. I mean, you know, they can have a bully pulpit give a speech here and there. and, and well, They're and actually not they, supposed to, but maybe on social issues, but they're not supposed to on but, politics. But they can. But I mean, yeah. you know, uh, you know, King um, King George during World War II. King George um, VI, yeah. Um, it was a national very, icon. Made some, even though he was a, a, a stuttering, stuttering king, he made some very powerful remarks towards um galvanizing the country to get ready for war with uh with germany i mean right. the, the, you know the, the king or the queen the monarch in, in great britain does have a role uh that said um i i am just low here, here's the problem with with chuck as 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 king in great britain uh, he's almost what 75 76 years old himself i mean he he's not going to be on yeah. the throne yeah i mean he was right? born in he was born in shortly after um elizabeth married uh philip right i mean so i'm thinking right. he's he's at he's, least 72 73 years old something like that he's well into his 70s he's he wouldn't be on the throne long but he's going to be the UK version. If you want to imagine what a King Chuck would look like and sound like and, and, and have as his, as his mission statement, imagine sticking a crown on top of John Kerry's head, and that's going to be King Chuck. Yeah, you know, the, um, I'm not even sure if it's going to wear well with, after everything that happened with Diana and, and Camilla Parker Bowles and all that kind of stuff. I want to focus a little bit more on Elizabeth, though, because I think Elizabeth is... I'm no fan of the monarchy, right? I am absolutely no fan of the monarchy. I think that this is, uh, you know, a useless appendage, a useless anachronistic appendage as an institution. But I think Queen Elizabeth II has been a remarkable figure for a couple of reasons. One is just her commitment to public duty, right? I mean, it's and it's not hard to be queen, I guess. If you if you look at it one way, oh God, you're going to be filthy, you know, filthy rich and not have to do anything a whole lot except for some no, ceremonial duties. Well, that's that's for she's me. Been a, 
she's been a, a cornerstone, a stabilizing force. Yes, I mean, I agree. I, I, that's through, what I was about to say. All the yes. ups and downs and the wars and and it, she's she's been the same person for eighty and years. And it's the commitment, right? There are plenty of times where she, I'm sure, she just said, "The heck with this." I'll go off and retire and, and let the next generation uh, take over. Or she or thought may have crossed her mind. But she made a commitment. I mean, she made that very famous pledge at, at the beginning after her father passed away that she would commit her whole life to the service of the British people. Her whole life. And you don't see people too often with that much fealty to an oath that they took when they were you know, basically young adults. I mean, she was what, 20, 21, 22? She, she was, she was, I mean, she was a kid. Let's, I mean, let's. You know, I, I take that back. Maybe she would have been, legal, she would have been 26, 26, yeah, but I mean, not, still. She's still a kid, right? Yeah. You know, we're, we're in her 50s. 26 is a kid. 26 is a kid. And she made that pledge. Not, having no idea what kind of world would unfold in front of her. Having no idea how. 20, 26, 26 in our current uh, of society is still eligible to be on their parents' health insurance. <laughs> I think you have to come off at 26, but yeah, I, your point well taken. People yeah, aren't, yeah. People, we, we, we have, we have made this less adult over the years. It was more adult in, in, in 1952 when this, understand, when this happened, understand, but, understand, but yeah, still, your, your point you is valid. The, you, yeah. you understand the point I'm making. I do. I do. I, um, you know, so, so, um, you know, let's, the, the thing is, you know, we, we want her to get better. We, you know, we're, we're, but, but everybody knows this day has been coming for Absolutely. a long time. Absolutely. Because it's and, coming for everybody. I mean, and, uh, yeah. and, you know, the fact that the BBC is suspending all programming, they, they know something's up. They know something's happened. Yeah. Um, where I'm depressed is not to see the coronation of King Chuck. And, and, and there's one question before we leave this and go into something. Yeah. One question I'm going to double back on. But the reason this really upsets me is on a purely selfish reason. If this is going to completely upend the programming of the Hugh Hewitt show for the next month. <laughs> and it's just like, please spare me the Anglophile stuff. Oh, dear God. Liz, Liz tr Hugh texted me yesterday and he said, I've got to have at least 15 cuts from Liz Trust doing her first BM question. Oh, no. And I'm like, <laughs> no. God, no. Please, dear God, sweet Jesus, no. He can't get him. He loves him, the Liz Trust. He okay, thinks so, he's just a beast. So you know what you need to do? Uh, yes, to, to get this, Well, no, to get this message. Abdicate to the next generation. You have to abdicate. Yeah, well, that's one thing you can do. Uh, but then you don't only have me as a boss, and you sure as hell don't want that. Um, no, what you need to do is you need to find the uh, theme music from Masterpiece Theater and play it instead of all the other bumper music that you have uh, lined up for Hugh. So he gets the message. Don't encourage It's not going to be the Hugh Hewitt show for, for the entire 22 election cycle now. It's got to be Downton Frickin' Abbey. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I so, yeah. So that, but that, that, that's one thing. The, the, the question that we, we had just teased to this in our exhaustive show prep before we went on 
And I, I had just posed this question and you stopped me and said, wait, we got to say this. We got we, we to do this for on air. And that is whether Chuck actually says, I'm too old to take this on and, and start this now. There's too much. Am, am I going to abdicate and just give it to Harry and let him do it? Or not Harry. Um, uh, no, William, uh, not Harry. William. I, 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 I meant to say William. I had the Harry on the line. Um, is, is he going to abdicate and, and just you seem to indicate uh, in our show prep that he may just say, uh, I, I'm past my shelf time. I'm past my prime for continuity, for the country's sake. It's probably better for William to do it. He's younger. He'd be there longer, yada, yada, yada. Um, I can see that point. Do you think, do you honestly think there's a chance that Chuck's going to pass up a chance to be king, even if it's for a week? I, I think he takes that. He's, he's, he's been waiting for this for 60 years. I think that there's at least some chance. So I'll say 30%. Yeah. I'll, I'll put it, I'll put 30% on this. And the reason why I say, I, I, the reason why I say that is this, is I think that people are, I, if I was the royal family at this point, especially after the Prince Andrew stuff and, and, and the Camilla Parker Bowles and the Diana stuff, which is coming back around, right? Because it's the 25th anniversary of Diana's death. And there's been all sorts of new stuff. And so that's back in the news. I, I, I got to think that he's looking at this and saying, you know what? I don't think that the British public are going to have as much support for the monarchy under a Charles um, regnancy as it would under Williams. And okay. maybe it's just better for me to be, you know, what, because don't forget Williams got to be close to what, 40 years old at this point in time. He's not exactly a, a youth anymore. Um, I, I, I can't remember how old he is specifically. I, I guess I could look it up. He's, a, he's at least in his thirties. Well, he's definitely in his thirties. I'm trying to, because I mean, again, I think he was what, 14 years old when Diana died and that was 25 years ago. So he's right. got to be close he's, to. He's, he's looking hard at 40. Right. He, I mean, he's, 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 he's starting to share our hairline. They got, they, yeah, they got, um, they got married, meaning uh, Diana and, and Charles, um, in 1980. 80, 1980. 80? Yeah, 80, 81, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah, he's the Duke of Cambridge. Let me look up the um, 1982. So, so he just turned, he, he, he just turned he probably, 40. He probably is 40. Yeah, June he 1982, 40. he's 40 years old. So, I mean, at 40 years old, I mean, he's not a kid. You're, you're, you're in your window. I mean, yeah. you're, you're in your you're in your, your, your king uh, prime. And and so, he's a much more popular figure. Um, I, understand, I understand all that. There's yep. two. There, 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 there's one major flaw in your in your argument. You seem to indicate that there will be people in the family that are gathered that think it's probably for the best to do that. Meaning that there is a sensible voice left in the family. There isn't one. The only sensible uh, member of that family is apparently un unconfirmed now. The only sensible person in that family is now the Monty Python ex-parent. She has ceased to be. She is no more. Yeah. She is pining for the fjords. I wonder if she left some instruction on that, though. Um, although, although to be honest, uh, although, to be honest, um, it wouldn't be binding. <laughs> it, it wouldn't be binding because as soon as she passes, it, you know, He's the Chuck's, heir apparent. Chuck's, looking, so at that, Chuck's looking at that crown. That's that's not you know he 
he could see her wish and he's going to say, that's not how any of this works. No, it's, and it would, um, it would obviously still be his decision. It would, it would be he's his the decision heir. to make. He's the heir. So, so if you're at 30%, if I were to actually put my odds on it, I would say probably less than 10. But if we're playing prices, right rules and you're putting it at 30, I think you're way over. I put it at a dollar. I put it at one percent. One percent. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Price, price is right. Rules. I'm at one percent, and I and I'm going to win that deal. And, and 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 let's just hope that she recovers and she's got some more time with us. She's been a tremendous figure for history. She's Again, been a tremendous figure. Right, for, it's right. a figure for many many people. And we the are not- only person in this entire affair that I am disrespecting. I'm not disrespecting Queen Elizabeth. I I admire her greatly for her for her longevity and stability and, and being such, such a consistent uh, person. There is a lot to appreciate about the human trait of consistency and not waffling back and forth on issues uh, in generations. She is very much the same person she was for the last 60 years. And you can count on that. And that's, that's a, that's a good thing. Uh, I have no respect to Chuck. I just don't. I think he's kind of a clown. All right, moving on to another topic. And of course, our prayers are with the British people, our, our great friends, the British people, um, um, in, in this time of uh, crisis. It's a crisis. It's, it's going to be a crisis. Um, so our prayers are with the British people. Um, let's, turn to, let's turn to the American people here. The Washington Post's Philip Bump had a really good analysis this morning of some information that he got from YouGov. Now, YouGov is a pollster that works sometimes with The Economist, sometimes with CBS. They usually partner up with some sort of media outlet. Sometimes they just do polling on their own as well. And traditionally, YouGov has been sort of a Democrat-leaning polling house. Not that I'm saying that they're, you know, it's not corrupt. That's not what I'm saying. But their results tend to be a little bit Democrat-leaning. They, they, they're right. the ones that usually routinely have Joe Biden's best um, job approval ratings, for instance. They, they tend to, in their polling, outsample Democrats, oversample Democrats from what the actual elections turn out to be. They, so, they, it, Democrats are more overrepresented in their polling. Right. So with that in mind, <laughs> Philip Bunt took a look at the, at the data on this and uh, sort of deconstructed the assumptions over the last three months about who was going to be enthusiastic about turning in, you know, going out to the polls. And of course, we've been hearing for the last three, well, really four months, because it's been since the leak of the Dobbs uh, opinion decision uh, in early May, that this is really going to fire up the Democrats. They, you know, and look at all these, look at all these polls that are showing the the generic, uh, the generic ballot gap yeah, closing yeah, up. Yeah, and, yeah. This, this is, this is the nationalization of Stacey Abrams. This is, this is the yeah. Manhattan Beltway elite media and electeds who are imagining the electorate uh, they want, not the electorate they have. Yes. And uh, Philip Bump looked through the data and determined that, as, as YouGov did, that the most enthusiastic demographic for the 2022 midterms were white guys like me, Republican men. Republican men. Not necessarily white either. There's more Hispanics. I, right? I know. I know. But I'm saying, you know, the, you know, the stereotypical Republican, you know, the Republican male, uh, the MAGA person, you know, 
conservative men, businessmen, yeah. uh, the, the heart of the demo of, of the Hugh Hewitt show. We're the guys that are voting. We're the guys that are going to crawl through broken glass this time because basically Joe Biden and the Democrats have pissed us off something fierce. So with that in mind, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this and this doesn't surprise me, right? Because the issue, and I talked about this throughout the summer, and this was sort of a point of contention between myself and my good friend, Alapundit, who is now over at the dispatch and he's going to be writing under his own name. Uh, so if you haven't seen it yet, it's Nick Cartogio. And, uh, which I didn't remember. I couldn't remember his last, <laughs> I spent so many years trying to forget his last name just because I was afraid I was going to slip up and say something. Um, but he's, 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 uh, already sent out his, his first, uh, pitch to dispatch readers under his own name. So I'm not, I'm not revealing anything now. Um, and he was saying, no, look, abortion's really going to impact midterm turnout. You know, take a look at these polls. And, and, and he did, he had data for this, right? But it was registered voter data. If you take a look at the likely voter Not data, likely voter data, and yes. this is this is why it's this this is important because it it goes to likely voter modeling, right? And you're already seeing a few pollsters applying this, including CBS News, which I think is also YouGov in this in this instance. I didn't take a look at that, but I did see it over at RCP, right? CBS News, the latest poll from CBS News of likely voters has Republicans up to. In a generic ballot construct, which basically anything better than a D plus five for Republicans is good news. And, and, and you and you are you are in a, a, a Republican wave type of year. Right. You've got Trafalgar at R plus six. You've got uh, insider advantage at D plus one, but it was only 500 likely voters that they did, did that with small sample. But even a D plus one is actually still pretty decent news for Republicans. Um, the Democrats going have to be on a D plus five or better in order for them to be on a, on a good side. Go, going back to the going back to the 2010 midterm after Obamacare, when Republicans, um, mostly male, some female, but mostly Republican males, were just incensed, fired up, jammed, just incensed at the jam down of Obamacare uh, through you know kind of a backhanded way of doing it. Uh, the congressional generic map that year going into the end, I think, was D plus two. Yeah, I think I think it was. Yeah, and, Repu right. and Republicans flipped sixty three seats, sixty three seats, sixty three seats. Yeah. seats in that cycle. Uh, of course, they know, were starting no, off at one eighty eight, right? So I, I understand yeah. there was a lot more flippable seats, you know, yep. practically flippable seats, but but still, you know, the the tradition of Outside of 2002, when George W. Bush actually gained ground in his first uh, off-year midterm, uh, virtually every other first-term president off-year midterm has seen an average of 28 to 30 seat swing towards the yep. uh, towards the opponent, uh, the opposition party. Um, and that's that's with uh, generic uh, congressional ballots that are sampling D plus four plus five plus seven whatever it is. Right, right. They still lose ground. If you are seeing still a majority of polling showing that Republicans are up less than sixty days out, two points, five points, six points, depending on the poll you ask. Even in a best case scenario that I saw for Democrats, a best case scenario I saw as a D plus two. That's best case scenario for the Democrats that I've seen. Yep. Um, 
you're you're looking you're looking at Republicans taking every bit of you know twenty five thirty seats. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a fairly good expectations twenty five to thirty. Maybe and, twenty to twenty-five. And, if it's, and again, if it based, up. based on how slim the majority is now, people have to remember: at thirty-one, which is not outside the, the realm of possibility, a thirty-one seat swing, which is right in that sweet spot of of what you know recent history uh, has has, yeah. has has provided. At thirty-one seats, Republicans would have the largest majority of uh, control of the Congress that they've had in a hundred plus years. Yep. Yep. It, it it all it takes is a normal midterm cycle historically, and the Republicans are going to clean the Democrats' clocks. The Senate, I think, looks uh, even more promising than, than it looked last week. I you know we talked to Tom Cotton this morning, Arkansas Senator. He's been traveling all over the place, and he's been really homing for uh, for Tiffany Smiley up in Washington. I said, man, if she were in any other friendly state, she'd be up by ten points. He says, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, mark my words. She's she she's going to pull that off. He, yeah. he truly, honestly um, thinks she's got the resources and the and the conditions are right in Seattle. The teacher strike is is a disaster for Patty Murray. Their first day back and teachers go on strike. With the crime, with the homelessness, with all the other crises facing Seattle right now, it's it's going to flatten their turnout. Democrats are not going to jump through hoops to vote for Democrats right now. No, I mean, w- w- will they? Uh, but is the w- where's the intensity? The intensity is throw the bums out. That's yep. where the intensity is at. And Tiffany Smiley is a remarkably uh, polished candidate. She's coming off really, really well. And so I'm looking at that, and here's here's the extrapolation. Can you honestly show me a universe where if Tiffany Smiley beats Patty Murray in in Washington State, that Joe O'Day is going to lose to Michael Bennett in Colorado? No. I mean, I'm not seeing it. No. That's 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 two net flips right there. It, in in that same universe, if you see a Tiffany Smiley beat a Patty Murray in Washington State. And a Joe O'Day beats Michael Bennett, Colorado. Do you really see Elizabeth Cortez Masto hanging on in, in Nevada? Uh, Catherine Cortez Masto. And no, I, I'm um, sorry, Catherine Cortez Masto. No, no, no. I, and I mean, I think the Hill was even saying that's the most endangered, uh, you know, Senate Democrat this cycle. Um, okay, so yeah. that that's a that's three, and we're not even dealing with Blake Masters in Arizona. Set that aside. That's a that's 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 God only knows. Right. But I'm looking at I'm looking at three possible flips just in the West alone. Um, I still think Ron Johnson's going to hang on to uh, to that seat because Mandela Barnes still is is terrified of having Joe, the stake of Joe Biden anywhere near him. Right. right. Okay, Although that might be so, a wise decision in, in Wisconsin. I mean that that that's actually not not a bad but strategy. That's, but that's but that's that's not a move on offense. That's no, it's a move not. That's a, it's a defense. It's a defense. That's a that's defense. a that's a prevent defense move, right? Yep. And we know how well prevent defenses work. I'm still worried about Johnson in Wisconsin. Wisconsin is such a brittle state. Um, I'm I'm worried about Johnson in Wisconsin. I haven't seen good polling yet. I, I want to see a likely voter model from Marquette. Which usually does pretty good in in we, Wisconsin. We will see. I re, I remind you what Hugh always reminds about Wisconsin. 
the final likely voter poll out of Wisconsin in 2020 had Joe Biden beating Donald Trump by 17 points. Yep. The actual margin was 0.6. Yeah, Marquette really blew it on that one. I remember that. Screwed, screwed the pooch on that one. Really screwed the pooch on that So, yes. So unless the polling... Unless the unless the polling is thirty points, I'm not buying it. If it's if it's within five, Johnson's going to win that. I hope so. I hope so. Pennsylvania, and I'm sure we're going to. Well, gonna let's let's get into Pennsylvania right now because this was going to be yeah. my my last topic anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to we're going to need to wrap this up fairly soon. But you know, Politico's got a um uh, a report out today saying that Senate Democrats are urging Fetterman to stay off the campaign trail as much as possible and not debate Mehmet Oz. Now that is very curious. Um, I, first off, there's a good governance argument, which I explore at length in there, but I mean, it also tells you how worried they are about what Fetterman's going to do to Senate that is Democrats. Not, chances. That, is not signal, that is not signaling strength. No, it's not. Now that's a, that's a flip that Democrats really need to hold on to the Senate. They need to flip that seat. That seat is currently Pat Toomey's seat. Um, he's retiring. And so it's an, obviously a shot at picking that up. And you and I have talked about this Fetterman thing really for I, several weeks. But I, um, I think I think the you know the, just the fact of the ads that that Fetterman's trying to run to, to push back at, at the at the crime stuff, uh, the crime attack that uh, yep. Oz is, is launching at him. It's obviously sticking. It's obviously having Clearly. an impact because of the way they're it. They've got to see they're 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 lagging in the polls there. Yep. Crime in Philadelphia is going through the roof, and even blacks in Philadelphia are tired of it. Yep. Um, again, I don't see Oz losing that race at this point because 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 the race is coming to him, even in spite of himself. Um, yeah. Fetterman just can't. Fetterman just can't, he can't demonstrate he can actually do this job. So I've already got three flips on the board in Nevada, Washington, and Colorado, right? Right. I'll give you, I'll give you your Johnson seat in Wisconsin. I don't think Johnson's going to lose that, but I'll, I'll give you your one. So now I'm, I'm up two. I don't think Oz loses in, in, uh, in Pennsylvania if Fetterman remains the nominee. Because he he's not going to be able to basement it and do a Joe Biden all the way to no. November. No, 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 it, it, it won't happen. So now, work. so now the last one of contention, and again, set Arizona aside because I think in the in the overall scheme of things, after I do this next one, Arizona's going to be irrelevant one way or the other. Okay, so I'm still up net two going into this. Right now, take me to Georgia. Yeah, I was going to bring that one up. Yeah. Brian, Brian Kemp is up between five and seven points, depending on which pollster you ask over Stacey Abrams. And right. she's not signaling strength either, right? <laughs> no. Identif the New York Times, New York Times just uh, yesterday, was it yesterday? Just yesterday. Yes. This big long yes, thing I about read, I read you some of that. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so explain to me the voter in Georgia that is the Kemp Warnock voter. I, I, there, it doesn't exist. You, they don't exist. They don't right? exist. They, Trump's not on the ballot. No, the, the top of the ballot is Brian Kemp. The, now, the, I will the, say the, this: there might be some Republicans who don't like Walker, and decide that they're going to be a Kemp no vote. That ballot I could explain, but not Kemp Warnock. There's no way. There, but even even the Kemp no vote, there's not going to be a lot. Of I don't them. think there's going to be a lot of them. No, because I think in the end, everybody understands that you have to make a choice. 
And Warnock is not just out there politically. He may be even farther left than Stacey Abrams is. Yeah. But he's also kind of corrupt. I mean, this whole thing about the, the parsonage, the, the, parsonage thing, yeah. Yeah, the parsonage uh, fees that he's been collecting. It, it looks sleazy. The free, the free Beacon sleazy. this morning has a piece out that says, you know, has he been paying taxes on that? Because that it might be a sleazy. big, it looks very, very, very sleazy. And, but but yeah. again, you, you can't make the case to me that Brian Kemp is going to win outside a margin of error. But somehow Raphael Warnock is 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 blessed by the rest of state. I I can't make that case. So I'm back up three if that's if that flips. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. so if if I'm up three, Arizona doesn't matter. Worst case scenario, I'm 52, 40. Even if you even if you say Washington doesn't work. Right. Even if you put aside Washington, you're still up two. you're still up two, and you flip the Senate. Right. And 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 maybe three if if I'm right and you're wrong about Wisconsin and Johnson holds on right yeah so if if it's you're doable. 50, it's very doable I I I I I would much rather be where the Republicans are sitting right now going uh, you know fifty days out than where the Democrats are sitting and and don't forget that this cycle is actually tough on Republicans they're defending more seats they're defending more open the seats the next cycle the Republicans could. They they seriously house. could they could pick up a net of nine. That's how that's how bad it is for Democrats. So time. let me let me let's let's finish up with this little thing from the uh, News and Sentinel um, for 2024 uh, 2024 Senate poll, which is kind of silly at this point in time. But I'm just going to throw it out. I almost want to say this is for entertainment pur- purposes only. You know, this right. is this is not predictive. Right. It's for entertainment purposes only. But uh, the New Sentinel um, newspaper uh, uh, sponsored this poll. And for the Senate race in 2024, Jim Justice leads Joe Manchin by 15 points, 47-32. Pat Morrissey, no relation to me, 50-36. Alex Mooney, 45-38. Manchin isn't getting to 40% in that poll. West Virginia flips. Um, I, there, there's like I said, there's up to nine different seats that could flip. Yeah. Um, Bob Casey in Pennsylvania is up, and he could flip. Uh, I'm gonna uh, no. I'll get, to, no I'll, I'll get to that when I get to that. How about how's that? Well, but 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 I'll tell you why is because because that's when you've got McCormick coming back in, and McCormick's already run once. He's got he's got. Um, uh, more name ID, and I think I think McCormick could could uh, take on Casey and win that one. Yeah, David McCormick, I think, would be a good candidate in that race. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, and that's what he's. That's the reason why he um, he has been on board with uh, Oz after that very contentious primary. Pearson Cinema is up in twenty four, and that that's going to be a fun one. No, that'll be interesting, but Arizona is going to be tough for Republicans, I think. Anyway. That's a discussion for another time. Dwayne, generally Samuel Patterson, what's coming up on tomorrow's Hugh Hewitt show? Uh, tomorrow's Hugh Hewitt show, we are going to have, in addition to the traditional uh, Hillsdale dialogue with Larry Arn, uh, we're going to be talking to uh, potentially another pickup in uh, New Hampshire that we didn't even talk about, Chuck Morris. Uh, who is uh, vying to be the nominee because they've got a very late primary there. 
Right. Uh, Chuck Morris is uh, if he's if he's elected, he could very well take out Maggie Hassan. Very well could take out Maggie Hassan. He's got he's got name ID up and down the state, and Democrats are pouring what a half a million bucks to try to to uh, to defeat Chuck Morris because they're terrified that he's going to be. Uh, Maggie Hassan, he'll be on tomorrow, uh, as well as a couple more congressional candidates, uh, Derek Van Orden out of Wisconsin and Tom Barrett out of Michigan. This is all the the bumper crop that came out of Jackson Hole, Wyoming, with uh, Kevin M- uh, McCarthy a few yep. uh, a few weeks ago. This is all the all the hopefully incoming freshman class that he was featuring. So. It's it's basically wall to wall campaign stuff, except of course it'll go completely out the window if the rumors are indeed true and um, the Queen Elizabeth is is no more. Well, again, our prayers are with our friends in the uh, United Kingdom. Absolutely, um, tough time for you guys if that's the case, and uh, just know that we're your great friends. We're praying for you and praying for whatever decisions are made in terms of the monarchy. Um, uh, you know, we, we can say what we want to say about it, but it's, it's your institution and, uh, we respect you and respect those choices. Um, all right, Dwayne, generally Samoa Patterson, people can listen to the Hugh Hewitt show, otherwise known as masterpiece theater for the next few days. Um, <laughs> by, by being a member of the universe, H U G H N I V E R S E.com, the troll free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners. Um, and they can watch it unfold live in front of their very eyes. It's also on Salem, uh, Salem now, right? I always get this yes. wrong. Salem now. Salem okay, I got it. Salem news channel. Salem, Salem news channel. channel. I told you I always get this wrong. Salem news channel. Yes. Um, if you're a member of that, if you're not, you have to tune in on the AM radio dial. And Dwayne, what should people do if uh, if uh, they can't find it on the AM radio dial? You walk into a general manager's office uh, at a station that we should be on, and you look that GM right in the eye, and you point your finger at him, and you demand that he abdicate for this for the for the sake of the station. <laughs> abdicate that decision and leave it to somebody else that will be more appropriate to make that decision. Uh yes, yes. What a what a great idea. I was just going to say you walk in there and you go, we are not amused. Uh, but uh, in honor I'm of... I'm not dead yet. No, I don't, oh, don't want to sure go there. Are. I don't want to go there, but we oh. are not amused. Um, oh. In honor of, of course, the the um, the great Queen Elizabeth II, hopefully not the late Queen Elizabeth II, but, you know, we'll see how things go. In the meantime, you can also listen on HughHewitt.com on the audio stream. Dwayne Generalissimo Patterson, thanks for being with us today, and we will talk to you uh, again next week. Thanks, boss. <laughs> Stay tuned for uh, just one last message from the Ed Morrissey Show while Dwayne fetches my coffee. Yes, absolutely. Thank you for watching and listening to the Ed Morrissey Show podcast. Be sure to subscribe at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube to get alerted as soon as new episodes get published. You can support The Ed Morrissey Show and Hot Air's VIP reporting by becoming a VIP member, too. Visit hotairvip.com and use the promo code SAVEAMERICA, all one word, for 40% off your membership. Choose VIP Gold and gain membership to access to all of the town hall sites. Thanks again for watching and listening.